0: Welcome to Questions and Ethics with Russell Moore, where we apply the gospel of the kingdom to cultural issues and your questions about the Christian life. Today's question comes from a seminary student. Dr. Moore, what advice would you give to future Christian leaders?
1: Well, I think Jesus says, be faithful in, in small things and you will be given authority over greater things. I think that's ultimately eschatological. The the lives that all of us are doing small things in in various ways right now, we're faithful to that so that we are building the sort of character and virtue of the kingdom to be able to live out as heirs of the kingdom in the age to come. But I think it also applies uh, in the sense that whatever it is that you are given to do, it's not accidental. If you have an understanding of the providence of God, then that means that everything that you're given to do is shaping you and preparing you for something. And so you give yourself over to that in a way that says, I want to do this with integrity and I want to do this with joy and I want to do this because it's not just about this, this task right now that's there. And so I think one of the things that that I've learned in my life and I think a lot of people have is that there are all sorts of things that I have thought in my life were cul-de-sacs. There were little things that you know, I just, I don't, I wasted time. You know, well, if in my situation, I spent my high school years wrestling with a call to ministry, and then I went into politics for a few years, and then called to ministry, and then I went and I was serving in a church, and I loved serving in a church, and then for whatever reason, I. Felt like going to do a PhD. I don't, even, I don't even remember the thought process behind doing that. I honestly don't, but that's what we did. Wound up there at Southern doing a PhD. And at every point it's like, well, this part of this is something that I just kind of spent those years doing, but it doesn't have anything to do with anything else. Then you step back and you say, wait a minute, I see what God was doing here. This is why I was doing, this, this is why I was doing that. And so I think that you ought to, to say in your ministries, okay, I'm in this dead little church in Bedford, Kentucky of 20 elderly people who hate me and who are asleep <laughs> while I'm preaching. There is some reason why I'm here there's a reason why we're going through this particular struggle right now in our lives. I mean, all those things, they, they tend to come together. And I think if you have a sense that I don't have to know how that's happening right now, but to know it. And then secondly, I would say, don't be scared. And I think that's one of the biggest inhibitors to leadership is fear. And it's fear at the big, broad level of my life. We're constantly worried about my life is, you know, I'm going to make a misstep. I'm going to make a wrong decision and then my life is going to be ruined. And, you know, you're, you're worried about that a lot. I did something the other day that frankly, it's because I was listening to Brad Paisley sing a uh, letter to me, you know, where he's writing a letter to his teenage self. And I got to thinking it was the day I noticed on my time hop app that it was 10 years ago from that day that I was named Dean at Southern. So I said, you know what, I'm just gonna do this just as a thought experiment for me. I'm gonna write a letter to myself at January 27th, 2004. Of just kind of advice. So I wrote this letter, congratulations. Uh, I know what nobody else knows, and that is that you don't have one idea what you're doing. And then I just went through and gave some advice uh, through that. It was really helpful. And we did it because I was bored in an airport. But when I look back, it was really helpful for me to do that because then I looked back through there and I thought, all the things that I was so worried about and fearful about at that time, 10 years later, don't even matter anymore to me. And so it's kind of easy to look at it that direction. But then I thought, what would the letter from... 10 years from now look like? What are the things that I'm kind of obsessing about and stressing about right now that aren't going to matter? So you lose your fear of the big picture of God's providence uh, over your life. And then the, the fear of man. I mean, a lot, of what, a lot of what's happening, there are some people who think they're more sanctified because they don't have fear of man, but it's only because they're misanthropic. They don't care about people, so who cares what people think about me? Most of us aren't in that situation. But to say, if I can lose the fear of constantly having to worry about pleasing everybody, about everybody, thinking, then that's gonna give you a lot more freedom to love people. Now, including the people who hate you at the moment. And to recognize that sometimes, not always, but sometimes some of the people that are your biggest critics and opponents, if you'll, if you'll love them and you'll listen to them, you'll find out sometimes these are going to wind up becoming people who are your, your biggest allies and supporters, and sometimes the people that you think, this is somebody who is with me and will be with me forever, is somebody who's not, ultimately. I think it's having that sense of, of perspective as you're going through and being willing to be hurt. One of the things that I learned probably most in the last 10 years is that you can be really hurt when you are involved in ministering to people. And that's just gonna be the case. And one of the the ways that you can try to prevent that from ever happening again is to say, I'm just gonna be distant from all of that. And you've just gotta constantly be be fighting that uh, all your life. Because once you've really been in that bad church situation or once you've really been involved in that discipleship situation that disappointed you or somebody, then you think, well, how can I keep this from happening again? And if I can't keep it from happening again, how can I keep it from mattering to me? And that's a really dangerous place to be. You can numb yourself over.
0: If you'd like to submit a question, email us at questions at erlc.com. That's questions at erlc.com. Or on Twitter and Facebook, use the hashtag AskRDM. Thanks for listening to the Questions and Ethics podcast with Russell Moore. To check out future broadcasts, subscribe via iTunes or visit us on erlc.com.